everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am JP. That guy is Nick Martin. How are you, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? We're fantastic. Uh, um, a little hint as to who we have on the show today can be grabbed from the background where I actually am doing the interviewing today. Uh, I'm in the middle of the octagon. They're pretty, pretty cool, right, Nick? Yeah, and Jake Paul's right outside your door. Too, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's the name we need to bring up. Today on the show, we have UFC fighter. He has a professional record of 11 and 5. He is the Jamaican sensation. Welcome to the show, Mr. O'Day Osborne. How are you, brother, man? Good to see wagwan, you. Wagwan, Wagwan. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Good, How good. Doing? Good, man. Wagwan. Jamaican for what's yeah, up? Wagwan. Right? <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. You got it. Look, a lot of people be like, what's Wagwan? I'm like, have you have you not seen my show? I say it every time. How do you not know what Wagwan means? Uh, not just that, but every every Jamaican says Wagwan. What y'all do? <laughs> I have to admit, I did not know until I did look at your show, and I went, oh, see, I did a little digging. You know, I, I actually met you at <clears throat> Sticky Paws Studios a couple months yeah. ago. You were coming in to do something, and I was just leaving after we were doing our something, and uh, <laughs> here we are a couple months later. You're on the show. We're stoked to have you. Now, this is a little... We're, we're leaving our normal lane here on DadCast because, as you are aware, the premise of our show generally <clears throat> is two dads, Nick and myself, uh, talking <clears throat> about dad life with other celebrity dads. Now, you, sir, you don't have any kids, right? I do not have any kids. Right. Not yet. <laughs> so, but that's okay because DadCast <laughs> doesn't have to have dads on all the time. We will take place of the dads thing. Um, we actually, we, when we talked in studio there a couple months ago, you were telling me about uh, so the message and, and, and things you were getting going on to try to spread this news, this message to the world. Um, we'll dive super deep into that, but on a nutshell, what was that? What are you doing in your life right now to, to make things better, to do, to do right in the world? Well, <clears throat> so I was a teacher for the last uh, six years um, I, I would say September of last year was my first school year that I didn't, you know, teach or I would say assist in teaching. So, you know, coming here to Las Vegas, I wanted to focus more on, you know, building myself because it was hard going to school, getting done and then going into the gym. You know what I'm saying? I get done with those kids and I go straight to training after. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot. That was a lot. And I've been doing that for the last six years. And so I finally was just like, you know what? I'm going to um, move out to Vegas and try to put, get my career elevated to the next level, you know, and try to be the best UFC fighter that I possibly can be because, you know what I'm saying, it was definitely difficult being able to do that. I can always go back to working with kids and getting into the classroom later on in life. But with that being said, now that I'm out here, I'm like, damn, you know, it's not the same fulfillment. You know what I'm saying? There's something enjoyable about working with children and getting them to that next level, you know what I'm saying? Getting them to that next step in their life. When you see somebody who's been struggling in the beginning of the year and then towards the end of the year, they're just surpassed that threshold and they, you know what I'm saying, are, are all of a sudden just this phenomenal student and acing and just getting good grades. It's, it's, a, it's, it's such a rewarding feeling that even raising your hand in the octagon doesn't even compete to that feeling, yeah. you know? And so now when I, that I'm out here, I, I have this podcast now. I'm like, okay, how can I use this podcast that I'm doing 
to, you know, elevate and shed light. And I started out originally, I started out with um, UFC fighters getting on my podcast and having them share their story. Because a lot of the times when you're in the UFC, most people don't really know you know you. They know the persona that you put out. You know what I'm saying? Because right. at the end of the day, UFC is an entertainment business. You know what I'm saying? It's a business. We got to entertain. We fight, but we also got to entertain. We got to put on a show for the fans. You know what I mean? And I love it. I love it. But I also have this podcast so I can have fighters come on and then give them their actual selves to the fans so they can see who these guys actually are, so they can see who I actually am. And so <clears throat> taking it a step further, I'm actually having um, these two young uh, adults, they're about, I want to say they're 12 years old. Um, Olivia Hangness, Harness, Olivia Harness and her, her sister, uh, Tatiana Harness. And they're amazing basketball players, right? <clears throat> 12 years and old. Just, I'm, I'm going to say not quite adults yet though. Yes. But no. check out if you ever get a ch- <laughs> yeah, not even close, but if you get a chance to check out their, their Instagram, right. You'd see they, their dad, like is so supportive. You know, he takes these girls to the park and puts them up against these boys and he, they just, oh my goodness, they, they school some boys. And I used to show wow. their footage in my classroom to my kids because my kids are, oh my gosh, they're, when they talk about basketball, they think they're the best. And I, I tease them, I'd be like, man, I know these girls that'll come school y'all right now. And so I'm going to have them come on my podcast and, you know, share their story and, you know, give them a platform because, uh, <clears throat> A lot, a lot of times, like I said, when you see even kids, kids have stories as well, you know, and a lot of times when you see certain kids at a certain level, you wonder, like, how did they get there? You know, how, how did they come to be this great? And their work ethic is just phenomenal. And I want to, I want to get, I want to capture that more. I want to get more athletes, more student athletes and bring them on the show who are doing really good things, you know, because, um, I want to strive for excellence. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you promote excellence, you get back excellence. And the, the, that's something I've always wanted to strive for when I talk about children. And so I'm going to have um, different athletes, student athletes come on my show. Um, preferably, I would like to take them on a tour to the UFC Performance Institute and show them the uh, different avenues that the Performance Institute offers. Right. You know, the physical therapy, <clears throat> strength and conditioning. Um, they got the strength uh, 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 nutrition. You know, because when you're when you're a kid, you you only think, oh, I want to be an athlete, or I want to be a movie star, or I want to do this. You don't really think that, oh, I want to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Or I want to do three different things. But you you can do three different things when you get older, and um, I came from Jamaica, right? I came right. up in the, I say this, like I came up in the jungle. Like I was about seven or eight years old and I was always out in the woods, always out and about, you know what I'm saying? And that was just something I like to do because I wasn't a bother to the adults. When I was off doing my own thing in the woods all the time, climbing trees, I wasn't a bother to the adults, you know what I'm saying? But all all I knew at the time was the woods. That's the only thing I really knew. I knew about, I was very um, aware. I was always very aware of my surroundings because I grew up outside, you know, 
And so when you grow up outside, you become uh, aware and you try new things. When you, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of like Tarzan in the jungle. Uh, my point I'm trying to make is <clears throat> when I came to America, I discovered all the different opportunities there were. And I was like, holy shit. How old were country. you when you came to America? I was about nine years old. Nine, okay. I, I moved to, yeah, I moved to Brooklyn um, three months before 9-11 happened. I came to, I, I moved to Brooklyn and I was like, yeah, wow. this place. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. I, let me touch on that <clears throat> real quick. Um, so you're nine years old. You've been here three months and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, <laughs> that could not have been like a very good first impression for you and what America is. How did you get through that time in your life? Man, you know what's crazy? You know what's really crazy? Um, and it, it, it's really kind of messed up, but it didn't really phase me. And Well, kids, reason, kids are a whole lot tougher than these adults. Well, not even just that, but uh, I'd already seen so much growing up in Kingston. You know what I'm saying? I'd already yeah. seen a lot. And as a child, when you, when you see a lot of happening around you, you know, you become numb to certain things. You understand what I'm saying? And so... It affects me now more thinking back at the situation than when I was a kid. Right. You know, when I think back about the situation, I'm like, damn, like, I can't believe, you know, I, I was watching all these kids just fled the class. Their parents would pick them up. It was chaotic when that, and I'm just sitting in my class, like, what is going on? I had no idea what was going on. All the, you know, we were, we were about 45 minutes away from uh, the Twin Towers right. and I had no idea what was going on. I was just confused but everybody was freaking out. And I, I was so un, uh, unfazed, which was crazy, you know. But <clears throat> fast forward, um, coming to the States, I, the first thing I did, I remember the first thing I did was I got into the bathtub and I, I played in that bathtub for like three hours because I was like, man, like this hot water feels amazing. I've never felt hot water <laughs> right. in my life. You know, never, I've never seen a bathtub in my life. You know, my shower was outside when I was, I mean, um, eventually I moved to my grandma's house where, um, you know, we had, we had a shower in, indoors and stuff like that. But for the most part, I didn't, we never, I didn't have hot water. You know what I'm saying? So I realized when I moved to America at a young age, how much opportunities there are. And I was like, wow, this place is the greatest place on earth. <laughs> literally the greatest place on earth. And I just set my sights on becoming something great because I knew where I was and I didn't want to go back to that. When did so you now? I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so now that's what I aim to do with children. I want to show them how much opportunities there are out into the world. Because if you think about it, uh, the kids I worked with in my school were mainly inner city children. And uh, a lot of the kids in inner city, they don't know anything else outside. They don't know a lot outside of the, of the inner city. You know, we used to take them on camping trips. We took them to the museum. We took them, you know, uh, food tasting. And they were mind blown, mind blown because you're introducing them to something new, creating opportunities. So their inner city was my jungle, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now I have to take them to America to show them. That's why I want to bring, you know, these kids to the UFC Performance Institute, you know, give them that, that avenue of um, clarity. So when you see, when a child sees all these different opportunities, instantly you're like, wow, I can literally be anything I want to be. Because that's all it took for me, you know, was going from the woods 
to America. And then it just, the light bulb, boom. I was like, oh my goodness, I can be anything I want to be just by seeing that. Now, if I had not seen that, I wouldn't have thought I could be anything I wanted to be. Do you find it? Uh, I'm sorry, Nick, do you have something? Yeah. So the, the UFC Performance Institute, is that kind of like, <clears throat> is that for the fighters? Is it for anybody? Is it just to kind of like, <clears throat> as you're fighting, it says, okay, there's other avenues to pursue? Yes, it is. Done. It is mostly for the fighters. Um, we go there for nutrition. You know, they have a team. They're, they're, it's amazing, man. It really is amazing. They have a nutrition team that gives you everything you need to uh, have a balanced diet throughout the day so you can perform well. Um, they do. They run testing on you. You know what I'm saying? They have um, a, a strength and conditioning team that puts you through these workouts. They build your strength, not just you know, get you strong, but they build you up, um, your speed, your endurance, your agility, all that stuff. And they, and, and they, like I said, they, they do tests, they run all these tests. So you can see the numbers on this, on the board as you're improving. So it's not just a random guess. Everything is like, they call it sports science, which is amazing. You, if you see the amount of technology they have and, and the stuff that they're able to do at this performance Institute, you'd be like, wow. It is like a uh, NASA for athletes. Oh, that's awesome. Are you still <laughs> are you still training now? Uh yes, I'm still training right now, of course. Yep. All right. So if I were to like pay you an ungodly amount of money, O'Day, and say I'm going to tail you for 90 days, could you whip my fat ass into shape? I mean, I could, man. Anybody <laughs> could do it. Look, <laughs> anybody could do it. But if here's the thing, though, it's not about me. It's about you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to be the one to want to do it. Well, you know I need to I mean? be held accountable. About, that's my will, that's my biggest problem. Accountable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it, we're all it's it's all of our biggest problems. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's why we have coaches. And that's what's leading me to that. You know, I, I may joke, all joking aside, but the work that you do and want to do and continue to do um, for the kids out there is it, you're going to hold them accountable. And not only that, but show them what is available in life and i think that's a great thing that you're doing man and what yeah. recently i mean give me an example recently what you've done for a kid or a group of kids here in vegas well well that's what i was telling you i was talking about these two girls that i'm bringing yeah. here the uh two young basketball players um their sisters just amazing athletes and i actually have i've already brought them to the performance institute um I'm, you know, really close with their dad. Their dad's a huge fight fan. I brought them and their father to the Performance Institute and showed them around, gave them a tour, um, took, you know, took them to lunch. Um, so now I want to bring them back and hopefully have someone from the Performance Institute, like from each um, avenue, from strength and conditioning, from nutrition and from um, right. uh, 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 physical therapy, talk to them about their their career and, you know, just give them different avenues like here's what i do and so you know what i'm saying it sparks um it gives them more to look forward to because a lot of times as kids you you don't really think about stuff like that you know you're, you're you a lot of times you're in the moments how soon so, do you uh plan on doing that for them give or take hopefully I'll hopefully December or January. Okay. I'm hoping, Dece hopefully in December. I, I know I can't be the only one who thought of this. And if I am, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to drop a nugget of gold on you. Um, Vegas just so happens to be the home of the WNBA champions this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure with who you are and the people you know and the people that in that room know, what are the odds on getting one of the WNBA players to tag along that day? 
You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. That I, would be just not only just an awe-inspiring moment for those girls, but I'm to have, have to write that down. Uh, there you go, man. This is what <laughs> I do. Good. I like that. Um, I like that. And not and and, and for you, what a great mm-hmm. episode as well. Sitting down yeah. behind the mic at Sticky Paws Studios, free plug, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, to you know, not only inspire those kids, but you know do a good thing for you as well you know so <clears throat> for sure and i've met i've actually met kelsey plum a bunch of times and uh, i've had numerous conversations with her you know so but hit her up I, man I would, yeah i might have to do that actually that's a that's a very good idea because i don't know <clears throat> um where this is going to end but i do know where it's going to start and where i want to start with it and the way I do certain things, I go all in, you know, I'm, I'm a hundred. I always go in a hundred percent. Like when you met me, that was my first day. I didn't even have a studio yet. You know, John Orlando was like, Hey, you know, this is our, you know, this was, I, I didn't even shot an episode. Now I'm like, that what, was your first episodes? day. You walked in the first day and Randy Couture's in the studio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that now was- <laughs> I'm like 10 episodes deep, you know what I'm saying? Just going in on the, the sticky pod studio, man. I love, I love it here. And, um, I love, like I said, <clears throat> having a platform to not only fighting, um, we'll put fighting aside, right? Because at the end of the day, I love, I I love fighting, but at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything for me besides boost my ego, gives me a platform, puts money in my pocket. Right. Right. Which is all good things, you know, but now the reward, I want something like that's, 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 that has longevity that has a, a, um, a long-term effect. You know, I want to do things that have a long-term effect, like change pe- changing people's lives have a long-term effect. Winning a fight, eh, it's a short-term effect. You know what I'm saying? I win, my ego is great, everyone loves me for a week, then I'm hated again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to do things that change people's lives for the, for the better for a long duration of time and not just that, but build a legacy for my kids, my future kids to do, to do the same. <clears throat> you know, I don't want to be just Ode Osborne, the entertainer. I want to be Ode Osborne, the people's guy that can put on for, for kids, can put on for adults, can put on for anyone um, that's willing to, to hear the message. You know what I mean? And I, I want to be, I want to build a legacy. I don't want to be just an entertainer. I want to do something that will impact the world. And I don't know what it is yet, but I do know wherever God decides to take me, I'm going to go that way and it's going to be good. Oh, I think you're on the right path, man. I mean, you're well-spoken. You're obviously a smart motherfucker. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I had to drop the first F-bomb in this episode. Man. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like disappointed <laughs> in myself. Right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're right. It, it's you know, hell, you could be, end up being flyweight, featherweight, whatever champion right. UFC. And that's right. great for a year or two, but you know, what do you want? You know, when, when they're putting dirt over your head, what, what, what do they want to be remembered by? You want to be the, the UFC fighter from 40 years ago, or this guy <laughs> who changed the world and exactly if, and, and changed the world. Even if you change the world in one child's life, mm. that's changing the world. Still. For sure. And, and, and for sure. And, and in order to do that, for, like in order to do that, I have to make sure that my, my soul is complete. Meaning right now, you know, being in Vegas, like it's, yes. there's so many distractions, all the, I got you know what I mean? I got to interrupt you, Ode. 
Soul is complete. Now for me, and um, I'm not going to speak for Nick, but I think he would agree. Um, my soul, I didn't know needed completing until I had kids. And then wow. all of a sudden, boom, I, I think my soul is complete, <laughs> but it's not entirely. You know what's going to, you know, what's going to full circle my soul is when my kids have kids. Man, that's I say, amazing. I, I agreed with you until 6 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> what? And Liam decided he wanted dinner. He wanted pancakes with butter. And then he's like, F, I don't know, fuck it. He said, fuck this, dad. He's, the pancakes on the floor. He's two, by the way, Ode. Butter all, over the, <laughs> all over my wood floor. And then to follow that up, I walked through the kitchen and slipped on the butter that he just smeared all over my floor. <laughs> Which you can't be doing. And then my soul was crushed. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. But those are the things you, no, you're no, going to no. miss it, it when they don't happen anymore. I would have been like 100 percent right, man. Like <laughs> Kids changed my life. It's it's amazing. So do you want to become a father one day? Oh, day? absolutely. A hundred percent. I absolutely a hundred. Man, I want like four kids. You know, I want. We're going to get personal and deep then here. <laughs> what, what so far has limited you? The right the right partner. Uh, I mean, what's well, going on? 30 years old, right? Yeah, for it, sure. It's getting um, close to time, man. Come on. Well, like I said, um, <laughs> I have to make sure my my soul is complete. What I mean when I say that, you know, uh, I have to stop the fuckery, meaning okay. um, going out and drinking and, you know, just doing stupid shit, like doing stupid shit because I'm very hard on myself. So I'm like, man, I can't be preaching about this and preaching about that, but going out and doing stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? For the record, my fuckery didn't stop when I found out my lady was pregnant. <laughs> okay. The, 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 I don't think the fuckery has ever completed. Uh, I love that word. It's so fun to say. The fuckery is. has not completely left my system. It has for the <laughs> most part. It has really toned it down becoming a dad, but um, just take it from me. You don't have to quit all the fuckery. You know, you can just make it. You're still uh, going to need a little bit of fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you know what I mean? Uh, I see people bring kids into this world and I'm just like, you brought those kids in this world and you don't have your shit together. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. I want to, I want to bring, I want to bring kids into this world and make sure to give them the best me possible because they deserve that. Yeah. I didn't have a father around to give me the best me. You know what I'm saying? I want to give my kids the best me. My dad was nowhere near. And I want to make sure that my kids have all of that and more. Right. And so with that being said, I have to start um, holding myself accountable for certain things. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And making sure that I am held accountable because if I'm not held accountable, guess what? If I start making excuses, I'm just um, paving the way for my kids to start making excuses. Yeah. But so don't, I gotta make sure. don't look past the fact that you need to be perfect. Here's a good quote. No, for sure. I'm not talking about being perfect. Yeah. No, I'm not talking but, about being but perfect don't, at all. Don't let... <clears throat> perfect be the enemy of good or is it the other way around don't let good be the enemy of perfect okay mm. if that if, if that's a little deep it's it's hard yeah. to grasp sometimes but good is still pretty good yeah, so it, don't I, don't look past that is all i'm saying but if all of a sudden you're gonna be 45 years old going mm -hmm. uh-oh <laughs> shit you're gonna be a great dad yeah and don't I worry about the age that. thing nick's like what 43 43 I got, I got one on the way right now, really so. kid yeah, in the oven that, as we speak no i'm very hard on myself to be I, I, I'm, I'm actually i'm pretty hard on myself because i think back I, I always think back to like 
25 year old me and I'm just like, man, I was a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> not really, honestly, not really. Right. But I'm just like, I'm like, man, like I've, I've grown up so much compared to 25 year old me. You know, I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I just want to keep evolving as a person. And oh. with that being said, um, I feel like I have right now, I have so much going on. Right. Um, and having a kid right now isn't ideal. Maybe two years from now will be more ideal. Right. But right now I have so much going on. And if I had a kid, I would drop everything for my kid. I don't, I don't fucking care. Fuck all of it. Fuck fighting. Fuck all of it. Not, I wouldn't say I'd quit fighting. You know, I, I wouldn't do that. No, but just, you got to find a balance, man. You got to find yeah, a new balance. Exactly. But I'm, I'm going a hundred for my kid. You know what I mean? Now there's um, another important part of the equation. I haven't even asked. Is there a girlfriend or a wife? In the life of Ode Osborne, there is someone I'm talking to right now. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. And if you, you watch you, this little uh, miss, no pressure. Don't worry. We're not telling him to go out and get you pregnant. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're just we're pumping the brakes. But oh, but but man. you know that's a, that's a pretty good. I mean, if you were if we were on the dating game right now and you answered yeah, yes, we, I want kids and yes, I'm going to go 100. Um, you just passed, man. So <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, uh, like we we've we've been. Let's see. A year in September, she lives in Wisconsin, so it's like a it's like a it's a long distance thing, you know. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I moved I moved to Vegas. We actually met we met two years ago, and when I met her, she was like, "Nah, you ain't ready." She's so mature. Like I I, I don't even I don't deserve her. She's she's like, oh my goodness, she is super super smart and very mature, very mature, you know. Um, I have to make sure that I can live up to what it is to be a father in time because she's someone that I would want to have kids with. You know what I mean? So I have to make sure that I'm I'm ready in that way, yeah. mentally, physically, emotionally, because like I said, man, I see too many times, too many times, including my own father, too many times where dads just don't live up no one has there's no such thing as a perfect dad there's really no such thing but here's the thing all you gotta do is try and show up that's it you don't gotta you don't gotta be perfect shit just try yeah. hey if you're there if you're there once a week if you're there once a month as long as you're trying that's cool but at least be there sometimes and 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 try and at least let your kid know that you're trying at least you know in the era that you, the era that we're in which is the the communication the communication era? Cell phones. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. That, uh huh. We'll just call it the the era, age of social media. Yes. Like, there's no excuses for fathers not to be uh, around for their kids. Like, there's FaceTime. You you know, if you have a job that you you travel, come on, man. But at the uh, going back to what I'm saying, I want to make sure that I am here. You know, and I'm not here. Doesn't mean perfect. It doesn't mean perfect at all. Here, but here does mean I have a house that's that's stable that I I can you know what I mean give them a space to do what they want to do. I have a, a a proper relationship, meaning like me and the, and my spouse can give them the proper guidance and give them everything that they need. I have you know those that's it. That's pretty much all I all I uh, I, I would like to start with. But right now, me and my spouse. We live in two two separate states. Yeah. Right now, I'm renting, waiting to buy a house because the market's crazy. So, yes. my, my, you know, my shit's not in order. Well, don't don't. <laughs> that's all right, man. You know, again, in my, I mean, Nick, hell, was you, your first kid? Wait, were you? 19, 
There was, was nothing eight, in order. My first kid, I was 36 years old, yeah. you know, and I, again, it changed my life. It probably saved my life, <clears throat> um, but I wasn't ready. Hell, I, I was living in an apartment, partying every friggin' night, working on <laughs> DJ. It was just... Yeah, and it's crazy well, how. Well, here's the thing. I'm not. I know that's what I know. That's what you did, but I'm not trying to do right, that. Exactly. Look, I know exactly. I, I'm not trying but to do that. For the record, <laughs> it worked out pretty well for me because yeah. you know, heads on right. It's all you know. It's the See, greatest thing in the world. It's the absolute and I love greatest it. thing, and I and I, I love it, man. Because right, now, like I said, right now, man, the fuckery is just. But here's the thing. <laughs> if <laughs> here's the thing. If I keep my standards high, right? If I set a, hand, a high standard for myself, then I'm okay with with batting at like a sixty percent. You know what I'm saying? But if my standards is at a sixty percent, shit, I'm, my batting average is at like ten or nine. <laughs> Give me an example <laughs> no, I, I of. Sorry, Nick. Like if I would, uh, I wish I would have waited until five years ago to start having kids. Like I love my kids. I love all yeah. of my kids. They're amazing. But five years ago is where I can say my life was the right point to want to have kids where I, I owned a house, had my shit together. Yeah. The fuckery was at a minimum for sure. <laughs> I want to know um, what recent fuckery is. What is the definition of it for a O'Day? Oh, uh, it's nothing crazy, man. Fuckery for me is just like shit going out on the weekends, watching the fights uh, occasionally throwing some 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 dollar bills at the casino, and you know what I'm saying. Well, if that's the case, then I am all about fuckery still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I throw a lot of dollar uh, bills out in Vegas, and oh day. So so when I saw you, what was it? It was two months ago. So I'm gonna yeah. call it September ish. Yeah. We'll just say it was September. That was probably the. 15th time I was in Vegas at that point mm -hmm. this year. Um, it is now November 3rd, and this is the first month I have not been to Vegas yet, but I will be there in a couple weeks because I have made it a point to be there every single month this year, and I need to go there to cash in <laughs> some, some, some stuff. Anywho, but I feel that. that'll be number 24. Let 24 times. Oh, totally, Let man. <laughs> let's, let's sit down and, and I'll appear on your show. Inside yeah, that'd be dope, bro. Sticky Boss really Studios, awesome, if that's something you're into. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, definitely, man. I'm I'm definitely down for that. But yeah, I I uh, that's really not fuckery, if you ask me. That's just having yeah. fun, man. Oh, most most definitely. But here's the thing, man. I'm a strong believer. Um, so my upbringing was was so chaotic, right? That's I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So my upbringing was very chaotic. Um, I didn't have my mom. She is amazing. Like she. You see that pause? Yes, sir. My mom is amazing. Like she had to be a father, a mother, everything. You know, she worked. She did it all. She couldn't do it all, though. You know, so um, <clears throat> uh, the structure in which I was built lacked a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Which is okay because she couldn't do it all. But with that being said, now that I'm 30, I'm I'm slowly finding those structural tools that I wasn't getting. And now that I'm 30, I'm like, wow, okay, I'm understanding and realizing certain things about life. And here's the thing about life. In order to get what you want, you have to make sacrifices. You have to. There's no other way around it. You Maybe you can get what you want for a little bit without making sacrifices, but in order to hold on to what you want, you have to make sacrifices. And I want to be a UFC champion. 
And in order to become a UFC champion, I have to make the sacrifice of going out and gambling and doing fuckery for a little while um, because those are just distractions, right? Yeah. Um, and in order to get to that place of higher elevation, higher frame of thinking, higher fighting, higher knowledge, higher wisdom, higher faith, higher everything, you have to give up a lot and you have to isolate yourself and you have to be almost like, uh, you have to just embody yourself into you. You have to focus. Your, everything has to be, um, it just has to be to a, to a, a uh, you got to get to this pinnacle. In order to get to the pinnacle, you have to make all of the sacrifices. Otherwise, you will snap like a twig. Look at Conor McGregor. Prime example. That man is, man, if he comes back, he'll never be a champion again because, I mean, he might. I don't think he will. But, but the thing about it is he lost himself in all the fuckery. Yeah. I don't want to lose myself in all the fuckery. So, yes, I have to have balance, but I also have to make sacrifices to get to where I want to go. Then, after I get to where I want to go, then I can afford to do all the fuckery and do all the other bullshit. But I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I need to get there first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to get there first. And as a society, we have a tendency to say, well, you know... I have to enjoy life or, well, you know, I got to do this. I'm human. I'm this, I'm that. And that's cool. But if you have a goal in mind, like I do, if you have a goal in mind, then I can't make excuses because my goal doesn't become as obtainable when I start making excuses for my fuckery. I have to stop the fuckery and focus on my shits in order to become the champion that I desire to be. And there you have it. O'Day, we do uh, DadCast in two parts. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> Everyone watching and listening worldwide, this has been part one with UFC fighter O'Day Osborne. Uh, we're going to be back with part two in one week, so don't go anywhere. Obviously, thank you for listening, watching, subscribe, smash, comment, do all the things, and uh, we'll catch you next week right here on DadCast. Cast. <laughs>